Jumped into Soweto Had some neighbors right next door that never stepped into the ghetto The rato passed away before she stepped into stilettos Most machitas are Pinocchio that never make your pedo Most of our fathers were the type to beat our mothers So our mothers wore face beat just to keep her undercover And deep beneath the covers there were heaps of secret lovers Love we need to rediscover just to teach it to each other Many, many nights my mother cried herself to sleep She never got the flowers for the times that she would weep But black and blue eyes were the prizes she received So my mother looked to God for the guidance she would seek my disculpa, my granny told us pray Kalegopa, Kalegopa, Tsoha Badimo Bao Bao Tsosa Dipo Kotao Diskao Tsosa Most of the people, they get tired of praying, I guess Because Baba Tadim Tsa Wene Jitsa Habe Asentli But if God is not like that I guess if, if it's the plan of God You can pray to do it today, tomorrow, today In a block, he was hot. Always kept it cock, kept the clock by his crotch. Made a lot of guap for the rock he would stock. If you spot the cops, tuck the pot in your sock. Cop the drop top, cherries tops, they would drop. Spinning in a box and it cost him a lot. Was trying to list off at the top in a loft. Was about to lift off and he got shot by an op. A different world, but the same hell. My other cousin in and out of a jail cell. He got my aunties thinking they failed. Lot of my uncles dipped in they bail. Cuz didn't make bail. Spill it in a bottle, chill it there. Got it wreck it, dripping like like a spittle. Yeah, they killin' me. Scamma me, lady men and me. Lebo vele ve. No baba jaga bele be. No wa begeze.
If we ain't seen it with a young prayer, then I'm on my way up. Not bantu that pull me down, but those that hold me down, make sure I stay up. He made heaven, but on day seven, he created my day once. Your girl asking me how my day was, but my days are good, girl. I don't do hard labor. I don't do nine to five, I don't get paid a month later. But I respect everybody that goes and gets paper. You try to ride my way, but now you need a lifesaver. Every hood nigga's dream is to have white neighbors. We'd have nothing if we relied on what life gave us. It was a good day when God made us. Says Famous, in do ya see you? It's too easy, easy on me, sleep on me. She sends you a text, but she sees sees me secretly. Then she sees me secretly. She needs the D and D deeply and eagerly. We repeat it weekly. I get who we want. I gotta distribute it evenly. Understand that actions are the only thing that we believe. Stripper girls are the ones we love. Money we spend at summit is a lot when we sum it up. Chats with the old lady, Nina Myago seven. She saw it in me already. Heavy, deadly touchline. You try to minus me and cross me, I become a plus sign. That's how I add pressure, and I'm coming for what's mine. Hey, what up, clever? La Malia count Girls in the summertime, you know, crop top sweater, carvella, umbrella. But that's not where the shade comes from. It comes from girls that think that they much better and hate on each other. And the only other woman that they love are their mothers. Damn. And I don't know how I'm supposed to feel Girls on Instagram are never real when they post a reel You earn a salary, baby, we understand Why compete with a honey that gets her money from a man? No, you study and you work and you're polishing the plan But some nights you gotta dance with origin in your hand Let your head down, kurulege, jeotulu bege Lenganis fundu shege, zifuni nyugi pele Mom kosa, dad baby, I don't have Zulu parents But I need my coins to be bigger than Zulu earrings Still sacrifice myself to make others happy Jump for so many people but no one's there to catch me Girls change, friends change, but I'll always have me And that's forever I'm taught Always herself, I'm always me, we don't do role play Call her every night to see if she's doing okay But I gotta let her deal with everything her own way To hear her, I gotta listen to what she won't say Help her deal with all the problems that she won't face Meanwhile, I've invested in cats, I'd like to take the short way That's money out the window like I'm paying at the toll gate Get Puma game before, but the keep Puma one or two exceni. And the phone's on silent, but the body's vibrating and I'm the one who's dialing. If I love again, it's gonna be a big moment. But first, I gotta fix what's really broken. That thing that left my pillow soaking. That thing that had me lose my focus. That thing that had me feeling hopeless. I put flowers on the passenger seat. I hit the highway at maximum speed. I off rap, I turn left on the street. I pull up and drop a package with the letter that I wanted to read. I'm hurt, but selflessly I pray for her until she's back on her feet. In your business, full of words, I sad tracks on repeat. I watch show you saw me grabbing a seat. I look back and we speak. Two years later, now you matter to me. And your body is my type of texture. So I type in texture. You so gorgeous, you would hype my ex up. If she see you, she'll be under pressure. If I see you, then I gotta sex ya. Yes, ya. Uh, but um, 
Still single like a new release Currently no opportunity for unity Because pain is something that's usually Delivered from you to me What's going on is different to everything you believe But I got zero regrets Back to dealing with these niggas that have zero respect Internet's on Togo Gucci, you not rid of me yet You know I'm king but you seem to forget Welcome to Kaya Radio on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. It is Saturday. <laughs> and um, we are in the studio today with Chisenga. Now, Chisenga is a musician that's based out here in Perth. And um, he's been doing music for a while, like according to what we've seen. Um, his first, I guess, body of work was a project called uh, Officer in Charge. <laughs> wow, you've and done your so, research. Well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so Officer in Charge was a few years back. And we're going to talk to him about, you know, it's always interesting, I guess, like from like your first body of work when that came out. And, um, and, and, and then Rhythm and Poetry, which is your uh, latest project. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just put the poster up in the studio and it looks beautiful too. <laughs> yeah, it looks uh, Chisenga, how are you, brother? I'm good, Soshi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh-huh. good. Thanks for coming through, man, to uh, have a chat with us today. Uh, we appreciate that. Uh, we appreciate you making the time. Man, I've actually, for, for the longest time, I've been looking forward to being on Kaya Radio. I just, I guess it's just some sort of alignment. I don't know why it's never happened. It is, because yeah. of how we linked up as well, right? Exactly. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm like shooting a music video with a friend, and yeah. then we decided to stop and just grab some food, and yeah. there you were. Yeah. And there was just something about you. Yeah. And I think you asked me who I was, I did. Right? I was, I was, nah, I was like, nah, I know you, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, giving you a flyer for yeah, my, yeah. my event at yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you introduced yourself. You knew who I was, and yeah. I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, it's crazy because that same week I'd been. Um, um, I I actually watched a few of your music videos that same week. Um, you know, some of the some of the newer ones, and I guess some of the older ones. There's one you did, I think, about um, it was something about the environment or something like that as well. Mother Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that that was crazy. And then, like, literally the same week, like, I ran into you. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I guess it was destiny, hey? Yeah, man. Yeah. So talk to us, I guess, uh, about, um, you know, you being a musician, you are based in Perth. Um, have you always been in Perth? Yeah, I mean, so um, I, I'm, I'm originally from Lusaka, Zambia. That's where uh-huh. I was born. Yeah. And then um, I've always loved traveling. So uh, I ended up living in the UK, mm-hmm. then went back home for like three months, mm-hmm. and then met a girl, and mm-hmm. she was like, you should move to my country. Don't go to the UK. Don't yeah. go back to the UK. And I was like, but I've got a job in the UK. And then mm-hmm. love took over. And then I came to Perth. And then you came to Perth. Yeah, I actually yeah. left stuff, belongings. Oh, my God. All my belongings in, in the UK. And how long ago was that? Um, 2008. Oh, I see. I yeah, met yeah, the yeah. girl because I left the UK 2008, December. Yeah. And met the girl... Uh, early 2009 yeah 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 and then 
didn't I didn't come here immediately. I ended up um, going to Los Angeles, California, and as as crazy as this sounds, yeah. I went to Los Angeles, California to actually look for Dr. Dre or Jimmy IV. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that is pretty ambitious. Ambitious. Right? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, uh the thing is, I hadn't been given a, an Australian visa, and we yeah. decided that we wanted my daughter to be born in Australia. Mm -hmm. The only sad part about that is how immigration would not actually let me be here for the birth of my daughter. And we had complications mm. where the wifey almost died Ooh. during her birth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, they yeah. gave me a visa about a month later to just come and visit. If you're giving visas, when is it most important for a father to be yeah, there? Yeah, absolutely. Like to support and, and to exactly. Be there for the so I actually, yeah. um, I'm not here to, you know, uh, like put dirt on 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 any government or whatever. But mm -hmm. I, I'm just like pointing out at decision makers. Mm -mm -mm. Like, are you seriously thinking like a human being or mm -hmm. what are you mm -hmm. thinking you oh, know man. when is it most important yeah, 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 yeah. for a man to be there for his family yeah 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 are you gonna give him a visa to come and visit yeah when everything is over yeah or you're gonna give him a visa to be there for the birth of his child yeah yeah, yeah. they wouldn't give me a visa to be there for the birth of my child and then mm. about a month later they gave me a, a, a visitor's visa mm. like that just does it's yeah. never sat well with me mm. and mm. i pray to god i still now i pray to god that some sort of i don't know the universe brings things together because i have not had closure with that matter because to mm. me i actually find it a bit inhumane yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know yeah, yeah yeah um my my daughter was 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 uh, a lot of the time you know being taken care of by her grandmother because i wasn't there yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh the wifey needed support and i wasn't there you know what i mean like mm. things can happen sometimes just because the one strong hand is not there just to mm. hold someone's hand to encourage them to do you mm. know to tell them that they can get through a situation oh man yeah but i'm not gonna get into that but I, i've never had closure with that mm. with that issue mm. till this day and i know that people say forgive and forget but i kind of feel like that's actually inhumane damn you know uh so your, your daughter will be 16 now no, 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 no. She's gonna be. She's gonna be twelve in February. Oh, twelve. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I see. Okay. She's grown. Uh, also, this wasn't back in two thousand and eight. It was. No, no, was, no, no, uh, no. So, so afterwards. Like afterwards. Twenty eleven. Yeah. Twenty twelve. Ah, uh, yeah. got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh 20, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. That's, no. Um, oh, good. Oh, yeah. good. But um, yeah. So I I eventually got my uh permanent residency visa. Yeah. And then I came here in 2012. Mm -hmm. Uh, trying to get my feet wet it hasn't mm. always been the easiest journey because I basically left everything back home as well. My friends, yeah. family. You know. Yeah, of course. Um, Did you know anyone here in Perth or besides, uh, besides your partner? No. no yeah. No, yeah. No. And how was that? Uh. That sounds like a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's not not at no, all. Like it's how uh, how was it? Because I mean, that's you know, like I guess I don't know if we if we talk about it enough or or we don't talk about it enough. But um, you know, like someone like yourself, you come here, you don't know anyone. Um, 
you know, how easy is it for you to to sort of make moves? I know, like in my experience, it was extremely difficult. It's, There's it's, your answer. It's, it's extremely difficult because you don't, you know, like you don't know anyone. There's no one that's gonna, um, and you are at a certain age as well. You you know, you're a grown man. It's not Correct. like you're a kid in school and, and you can like sort of make relationships. Yeah, easy and, and someone's and just gonna hold your hand because you're a kid. It's exactly, not like that. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I think that uh, like for me. As much as I'm very well traveled, I've mm -hmm. lived in different parts of the world and traveled yeah. to different parts of the world, thank yeah. God. But there's something that never leaves me, which is my, you know, some of the traditions that I was brought up with. Mm -hmm. So there was a bit of culture shock as well. Yeah. You know, like hearing uh, sons and daughters just call their mothers maybe a C-U-N-T, and I'm thinking, <laughs> man, I've never, like... In my country, you do that, bruh, you're gone. Like, you dared try that. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was culture shock to yeah. me. And then... Um, can I can I ask you a question? Sure. So, like, with you saying that, obviously you got here, that was a culture shock. Um, fast forward now to 2022. You've been here for a while, right? Mm -hmm. um, would you say that some of the things now that you would say or do or some of the ways in which you would act... Um, would shock someone from home? No, because I know how to handle people from back home. Uh -huh. I know what not to do. Okay. I know what's not, yeah. you know, yeah. what's what's not in our tradition. So yeah. there's certain things that I wouldn't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe I'll get away with it. Like, I don't know. There's just very little. I might jokingly say something here yeah, yeah, yeah. to someone. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't do it in you Zambia it because in Zambia. it would totally throw them off <laughs> because we're not raised like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah, so there was that culture shock. And then it kind of felt like being on an island. Imagine, right? So yeah. I think that one of the things that maybe governments need to look into yeah. is probably uh, how, because I'm an experienced musician. Uh -huh. And then I come to Perth and then... Even though I've got my history and it's documented, mm -mm -mm. people are refusing to give me major gigs because they don't know me. Mm. But, dude, you've just seen me. I've just done a show, yeah. a stadium show with yeah. people, 48,000 mm. people mm. in a stadium with Akon and Sean Paul. Mm. I'm not saying this to flex. Like, no, I'm just, sure. you know, stating the facts. Yeah, yeah, of course. And then I've just done a show in L.A. opening mm. for E-40. E-40 mm. is still recording till this day. Mm. He's got a new album, I think, with Ice Cube, uh, Too Short, Snoop mm -hmm. Dogg, if mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Snoop mm -hmm. Dogg. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, I've uh, worked, I've done in, and so many other things as well, even in the community. And yeah. it's all documented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yet, and it kind of feels like in a way like it's the whole, what they call here the tall puppy syndrome. Mm -hmm. in, in Zambia, we call it PhD, which yeah. is pull him down. Yeah. It felt like, yeah. you know, like yeah. I'm showing people proof, but yeah. because they, they're clicky, they have people yeah. that they know, they're like, nah. Yeah. But now, doors have really started to open. And, and how, d how did that happen? Um, Just fighting my way through. Yeah. And sometimes it's just, you got to wait for that government that's in power to change. Yeah. Because sometimes yeah. there's so-called people who... I don't believe in gatekeepers, but yeah. there's people who try to put themselves in a position 
because people like the whole thing of I'm in power and yeah. you're not yeah. type yeah. thing. Uh-huh. Dude, you're a volunteer, number one. Mm-hmm. So you're not even really getting paid. Yeah, of you course, know what I mean? Like me. But but you're <laughs> no, but there's nothing wrong if you're doing the right thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but you're cock blocking people yeah. just yeah. as your way of showing power. Yeah. And then as your way of giving your homeboys uh, mm. opportunities instead of someone new. Mm. Like, you know, I'm one of those people, if I find talent. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who yeah. you are, where you're from, what yeah. you achieve, what you haven't achieved. If I just see talent in yeah. you, it's simple. Yeah. I just want to work with you. Yeah. I just get that urge. Yeah. You know, because yeah. like um, there's something about being a part of. There's something about being a part of someone's success yeah. and knowing that, you know, you played a part. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, there's something that's, that can, money can't buy. Yeah. It's just that good feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, I think one of our African singers, Lucky Duve, was uh-huh. it Lucky Duve? Yeah. I think is it a is it even a Bible verse? Blessed is the hand that giveth mm-hmm. than the one that taketh. Mm-hmm. You know that song by Lucky Dube? Um Blessed I, is I, the hand that giveth. Yeah, I, I can't say I do, but I'm a I'm a like I love Lucky Dube though. I mean, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, may his soul rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. So it's I think it's that feeling. Mm. I don't know how we got here, but we were talking about me yeah. coming to Perth. No, but it's, I mean, it, it is it is interesting. And, and you know, like, I guess I, I like to look at things like that also when we do the show. Um, you know, like, uh, we could make it totally personal where we, you know, where we just interview the people that we want to interview and the people whose music we absolutely love. And, and I mean, we've interviewed, like, you know, everyone we've interviewed has been great. But more than that, I think their stories have been greater. Mm-hmm. So even if I don't necessarily... Um, like someone's music and i mean not not liking someone's music is not oh it sounds horrible to my mm-hmm, ear i mm-hmm. might i might not be you know i might, might not, not be, be the target market yeah, for that kind yeah, of music yeah, yeah. and that's fine I too get it. but they've got right? an amazing but they've story. got an amazing story and more you. and and they've got an amazing story but they also have people who like their music I and totally who wanna who you know who deserve to hear their music so yeah. and and that's how we sort of approach you know the show as well and that's how we approach like you know that's why we'll talk to you know if we'll talk you know we'll talk to pretty much anyone man because i think everyone's got like an amazing story and especially if you've come to this country from somewhere else you you know you've you've had to work hard somewhere you've had to so it's always interesting because it's not not everyone is put on easily yeah Um, you just told us a story about yourself now how Mm -hmm. you basically like you know you had to work on your own to get yourself to a point yeah where you'd be like ah things are starting to happen now correct yeah I mean, you know what's <clears throat> the other day I was actually just thinking yeah. how I'm not gonna mention any names, but uh-huh. I've met Australians in my country mm-hmm. and I've met Americans, I've met British people. Do you know what I did when they were in my country? Mm-hmm. I made sure that they were safe. Mm-hmm. I made sure that if they needed anything, mm-hmm. I was there to help. If I knew about it, yeah. if I could help, I made sure that no one got in their in the way of their progress in any way. Yeah. And I made sure that if the if anybody was being corrupt, trying to get money off them or because mm-hmm. those things happen mm-hmm. when you're in Africa. Mm-hmm. I made sure that none of that 
ever went there. Yeah, yeah. So for me, when I kind of come to Australia and I kind of feel like, you know, like I come to Australia and then there's people mm -hmm. treating me the opposite. Mm -hmm. I don't understand that. It mm. does not. Yeah. I cannot compute that in my head yeah yeah, yeah. my my circuits just don't connect with that mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know what i mean mm -hmm. but uh to keep it a buck keep it a hundred australia is an amazing place perth is a mm -hmm. blessing to raise a family it's a lovely mm -hmm. place mm -hmm. and just like any other community there is bad people mm, of course you know like i once did a festival um I think are we on Beaufort Street? We are, yeah. Ironic. I once did a some years back. I once did a Beaufort Street festival. Uh huh. And uh, um, I was given a stage. Yeah. But the way the promoter made the stage seem, he made it seem like I was performing in what's the famous place that has events? Is it on Beaufort Street? Um. In the uh, city, like a venue, or yeah, a venue. Uh, uh, wouldn't know. <laughs> no, maybe it might not be the Beaufort Street. Yeah, because uh, the venue. I'm not too sure if the venue's here. I don't want to. Yeah. Don't quote me. Yeah. But I did an event, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I gave. So they had a survey after the event. Yeah. And I told them in the survey. So I I put the good first, the yeah. pros. Yeah. And then I put the cons afterwards. Uh huh. And I said, hey, you know, the promoter could have been honest with, with the attendance and told them that, because he named the stage that I was on after the very well-known venue. I see. So my attendance entered the venue and yeah. filled up that venue. And my stage was very far where we couldn't be seen and it was under the sun. There was no I covering. See. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, on yeah. a very hot day. Mm -hmm. And I said all those things and mm -hmm. he threw the survey back in my face. Oh, you never get a gig again in this town doing, you know, talking like that. Oh, my goodness. Dude, you just gave me a survey and you want feedback. Do you want to improve or not? You know what I mean? Damn. Anyway, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, yeah, man, I don't know. Yeah. Why do things like that happen, though? Like, why, is, every, why is everyone so mean, man? Why? <laughs> not everyone, not, not everyone. some people, but yeah, like, yeah. my goodness. Like, Just like, and that's what I was saying. Why is that necessary? In every society, though, there is the good and the bad seeds. Yeah. You know what I mean? The yin yeah. and the yang. So yeah. it's it, in a way, it's expected. But I kind of feel like I've come to now know some really good people and yeah. and and the dude that actually threw the survey in my yeah. hand. Yeah. I I won't say his name. I actually remember it clearly. Yeah. yeah. He threw it back at me. He he got fired from his work. I see. You know what I mean as yeah. a promoter. Yeah. Because he even uh went as far as filling up a venue mm -hmm. beyond capacity, you I know, see. uh doing other just not yeah. doing things right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and you know the tables have turned. I'm I've now partnered with a friend, and we're starting to do events as well. So I see. Yeah, yeah. But um, um, again, uh, it's one of those you know like instances where you know when you, I guess when you're going through it, it's horrible. But like, I mean, these are the some of the experiences, right? That that 
brought, brought us here today. Correct. Um, and it's a better day for you. You're under better circumstances. You are, you know, you you're doing gigs. You're putting you're putting music out as well. Correct. Um, Correct. Which yeah. So let's let's get to that. How did that come about? I guess we're going back again now um, to you. Like you know, you do hip hop. Um, what's how did that come about? How did you fall in love with hip hop? How did you decide this is the kind of music I want to do? If if you call it that, do you would you box yourself under the the hip hop banner? Would you or, um, or would you cast your net wider than that? If hip hop was a girl and I met her, yeah, I would say to her, if she asked me that question, how did yeah. how did you? Yeah. Why me? Yeah, I'd say to her, I was excited the first time we met. I was so into you that I ain't even slept. Brought out the poet inside of me, writing love letters. I picked up the paper and pen, playing pretend. Read to a mirror. If I didn't like it, I'd rip and amend. <laughs> <laughs> and that says a lot. And I mean, um, and. You know, like, and those, <laughs> those words, I mean, there's so many people. I can relate to those words, and I don't even rap. Yeah. But I can relate th to the words, to, like, the messages that I got in hip-hop. And, and, and uh, I, you know, I have friends, and we have conversations, and, and this comes up a lot as well, where people say things like, you know, hip-hop raised me. And this is coming from people from single-parent household. Yeah. Uh, myself, where I, know, yeah. I have my mom and my dad. But there's certain things that I think there's certain lessons that I didn't get from my dad that I got from hip hop, and you know when I when I mean hip hop, I'm um you know there's 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 different lanes obviously in hip hop, and I was fortunate enough to um, to be exposed to you know all the lanes, but the one I guess that I was most drawn to was you know the, like the more sort of conscious hip hop, and especially at an early age, where I could. Um, you know, like basically at an early age, I learned very important lessons about myself, about, about, you know, I even in Africa, there were not, there was no, not so much black pride and all this stuff going on because we are from Africa, but, um, a lot of it came from hip hop for me. Um, um, you know, and, and, and yeah, and just life lessons and just how to be as a human being um you know we're not perfect i'm not perfect we st we still try to get better but yeah true i i learned a lot of lessons from that i'm no exception i i think that in as far as um hip-hop goes the first thing is my mom used to play so much country music, Dolly Parton, Kenny <laughs> Rogers, oh Jim God. Reeves, you what know. What is wrong with Southern Africans, and, right? And no, I'm, I joking, I'm joking. <laughs> and I just never liked it. <laughs> I just, for some reason, I never liked it, you know. Um, and so one day, and here's what changed everything. One day I was in the kitchen yeah. waiting for my, my mom to uh, make me a snack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, at 5 p.m. Yeah. And while i'm waiting excuse me while i'm waiting i hear the radio playing she yeah. had the radio in the kitchen yeah and uh, a song uh came on yeah it's like a jungle sometimes it makes me wonder how it keeps yeah. from going under yeah and i was listening to it broken yeah. glass mm. everywhere mm. you know if it ain't about the money man i just don't care yeah. you know and, and i'm listening to this guy and he's telling a story and i was just like 
totally intrigued and i my my focus just totally changed from being is hungry. that the one that sticks out the most in your head as far as like like sort of songs or lyrics that had an impact not exactly yeah but my first contact with Got hip-hop you. yeah that was it yeah yeah and then uh we had a radio station which is now called radio four by then yeah. it was called radio mulungushi yeah and i was like what is this because as a child, I loved uh, po- uh, I loved uh, rhyming yeah. in nursery school. Because you know, when you're in nursery school, you do a lot of rhyming. Nursery rhymes, yeah. Nursery rhymes. Those uh-huh. were my one of my favorite things to do in nursery school. Was mm-hmm. just my nursery rhymes. Mm-hmm. I had no idea yeah. that those nursery rhymes that I liked yeah. as an adult mm-hmm. would actually impact me as a rhythm and poetry creator yeah. so rap rapper mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what i mean as mm-hmm. a hip-hop artist mm-hmm. so when i heard grandmaster flash and the furious five doing the message mm-hmm. i was like man this is like the rhymes the nursery rhymes i like but someone is actually doing it on a beat yeah and then from then onwards i started stealing my mother's country music tapes yeah, yeah i'd yeah. rub off the labels yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so she wouldn't recognize it mm-hmm. and i would re- record, record hip-hop re- and yeah. hide them because yeah, yeah, she yeah. found out yeah and slowly her tape collection just started the just, bigger my tape collection <laughs> got the more tapes she lost <laughs> More on DMC, less Dolly Parton. <laughs> exactly. And then went to school and I found out some of my friends, exactly, some of, more Kooji rap, more run DMC, more freaking snap, more like, man, I could go on. Yeah. And, and uh, I got so hungry for hip hop, man. Yeah that I would stay and and watch this British chart show, mm. which rarely had rap on it, yeah. but I would sit there and watch the whole show, hoping yeah, they will play a rap a, song. Yeah. Or I would record yeah. the whole show, yeah. just hoping I could get a rap song, and yeah. then I would just like start recording music shows just because I was so hungry to yeah. know about the latest trends, yeah. pop culture, like the first time I saw Thriller on mm-hmm. TV mm-hmm. by Michael Jackson, I was like, what is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I actually, I was confused. Is this a music video? Is this yeah, a, movie? a movie? And it was, I think, seven minutes long or 14 minutes long. Yeah. I can't remember, but it wasn't yeah. the normal length of a yeah, normal of song. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just the choreography, I was like, yeah. what is yeah. I was so blown away. Yeah, man. I for sure. I was confused. That was monumental. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. actually in a way. I remember exactly where I was. Yeah. What was the scene like in Zambia? Uh, where I'm assuming you were in Zambia at this period, right? Yes. yes. What What was the scene like? What were your friends into? Were you Were you Was everyone sort of like also into hip hop, or were they into other kinds of music? No, there was a lot of '90s R&B. You know, I see. Uh, Alexander O'Neill. Yeah. If you meet me tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Da-da-da. yeah. Uh, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of break dancing. So mm-hmm. the and break dance music, some of it wasn't exactly rap. Uh-huh. It would be just a beat. Doom, yeah, doom, just just doom, one doom, element doom, of hip hop. Yeah, doom. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. There was uh, Man Parish. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was uh, I remember uh, one of my favorite songs as well, and it wasn't a rap song. Mm-hmm. It was 19 by a guy called Paul Hardcastle. Got you, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then my uncle, I remember my uncle Philip explaining to me, oh, 19, it was talking about, it's a song talking about 
19-year-olds that were drafted into the Vietnam War. And they were only 19. But it was like a breakdance song. People used to breakdance to that song. Yeah, yeah. All those who remember the war, Mm -hmm. their average age was 19 or something like that. Got you, yeah. Destruction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like like just classics. And then um, uh, what else, what else, what else? Uh, Man, um, there was a lot of local music. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was another thing because, like, my grandparents uh, used to play, like, old vinyl. I see. Uh, I wouldn't say my grandparents because I remember uh, uh, being told that I learned to walk the day my grandfather died. That was the yeah. first day that I actually learned to take my first steps. Yeah. Um, and uh, so mm-hmm. it was probably my grandmother. My grandmother used to play vinyl. Uh-huh at her farmhouse Mm -hmm. and should play like the local bands, local vinyl. And um, I would be playing with my toys in an empty pool next to where she was sitting playing vinyl. The reason why I like the empty pool is because the music used to sound like like an echo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was something I liked about it. So, yeah. 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 The scene had a lot of uh, Pongozi. We had something called Zamrock. I saw you guys post about it. We did an episode about Zamrock. I know. Uh, Yeah, so that's, um, yeah. I was blessed to see that. I was like, perfect. I love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I love that you guys did an article about Zamrock. Yeah, man. Like, it is super interesting like and i you know and if you haven't um, i haven't put it up on stream so it was just on the radio i will put it up soon though mm-hmm. um for mm-hmm. everyone to hear and and it's it's always hard i guess telling these stories as well because you know like obviously i wasn't there and yeah and i'm i'm not zambian and 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 but i try to do research and when you do the research you want to you want to do the story justice you don't mm-hmm. want to you know like so y- you need to be careful of the sources where you're getting it you from did and well bro and um yeah but but yeah i hope so no, I, you, <laughs> did well. you did well thank you thank uh, you i was i wasn't expecting that yeah yeah so when i saw it i was like wow yeah i've got a song um called translation yeah that samples a guy called Pongozi. Pongozi, yeah. Because I actually Pong, met Pongozi him once. Pongozi family, yeah. 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 Uh, my mom sent me to buy beef, mm-hmm. and he had a gray skyline. Yeah. And by then, yeah. the th- most famous TV show, most popular TV show was yeah. Knight Rider. Uh-huh. S- so Knight Rider, I don't know if you know about it. Yeah. Knight Rider was the talking car called Kit. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kit, uh, Knight Industry name? Technology, uh, David Hasselhoff. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He used to star as Michael yeah. Knight. <laughs> and you know what's so crazy is I was raised by a British stepdad, Mr. Colin Gander. He was raised, he was born in Zambia. I see, yeah. He got, I know that he got his, uh, I think, dual citizenship as well for Britain because his father was a pilot in the Second World War. I see. And a lot of people, and I think the ladies liked him because he used to look like Michael Knight. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, the tight jeans, the leather hair, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, the curly hair, yeah, 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 and yeah. the leather jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he would drive, <laughs> and he used to drive a sports car called an MG. You know, just the whole thing, man. <laughs> Bro, you uh, know what's so crazy? Yeah. 
I know so much about pop culture, despite growing up in Africa. Yeah. So much more than a lot of Australians. Like, yeah. I've seen some Australians on TV yeah. when they're doing, like, these quiz shows. And I'm thinking, bro, the, totally the answer <laughs> is this. How come you don't know? Like, and that came from my hunger for knowledge because yeah. I lived in Africa and we didn't yeah. get a lot of information in time. Yeah. So I just developed this big hunger for yeah. knowledge yeah. reading stan lee yeah, comic yeah. books marvel yeah. dc yeah watching tv yeah. top of the yeah. pop spitting but, but image that read. would that would that would be such a powerful weapon though when it comes to your music and your content and and the lyrics that you write about right because you have correct. so much to draw correct. from as well right correct yeah correct correct yeah and i think that that's why uh some of my lyrical word wordplay um is I think, as most people describe it, very clever. Mm -hmm. Like I can give you one or two. Mm -hmm. I'm so connected, man. I swear. Uh, wait. Mm -hmm. I'm so connected, man. I swear that I'm the truth. I got ties everywhere. I just show up in a suit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's yeah, wordplay. I've yeah. got ties everywhere. That's a, that's, I just like show a, up in a, a suit. That's a double entendre. Maybe correct. even a triple entendre. Correct. Correct. <laughs> And then uh, another one, growing up, growing up, I was creative, man. I knew the art, yeah. but it's hard for me to, to make a dog out of the wood bark. Mm. Growing up, I was creative, man. I mm. knew the art, mm -hmm. but it's hard for me to make a dog out of the wood bark. Mm. It's a double entendre mm. as well. So mm -hmm. it's just, I love that word play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, talk to us about your latest project then. Um, um, Rhythm so and that's poetry. been out for a while. I mean, I've seen, yeah. you, I've seen you promote it like around the city. Um, uh, like, um, you know, I, I like the way you've been promoting it. Um, you know, like I think I've seen videos of you like just going to random strangers. And, and again, it shows the hustle, you know, you believing in your work so much. Like, that's what I see when I watch those videos. I nah, see somebody who, who believes in their work so much um, that they're willing to do anything and they're willing to do anything for everybody to hear it. Um, and that's admirable, I think. Thank um, you. And, 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 you know, rather than waiting for someone else to do it for you or, mm. or someone else to push you, like, you know, so mm. yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Um, So like when I when I uh, first started music, I was um, I got signed first of all to a label that I think deserves more credit for putting me on. Uh -huh. In Zambia, it was a label called Mondo Music, mm -hmm. and they, you know, Chisha Folatia, he was like somebody that just believed in me. When when the label dropped me. I was I was bitter about it, so I ended up dissing him sometimes. Gotcha. I, I didn't go bad dissing, yeah. but I, I just said some things. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. That obviously, if he heard it, maybe they were hurtful or whatever. Uh -huh. We're we're cool now. We're mm -hmm. cool. I, we've we've grown past that. And we love I you, <laughs> Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, but I um. I got an opportunity to uh, be with Mondo Music and I learned quite a lot being with them. And then when the label dropped me, mm -hmm. I had to learn to look out for myself. 
Mm. And they said that no one's going to buy my music. I'm rapping in English. Mm. And I just kind of believed in myself regardless. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, I just knew that there's no way DJs want me to do their radio drops or whatever. Mm. And, you know, whatever's what have I just touched? I know. It's all good. Okay. Yeah. I think that's my headphones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's my headphone yeah. volume. <laughs> yeah. I was touching something beneath <laughs> the table, people, <laughs> listeners. And I knew that I twisted the volume level, and I'm like, oh, no, I hope I haven't turned the mic off. You're but, messing um, with the buttons, bro. <laughs> the label dropped me, right? Yeah. And to me, it was like, ah, it felt like the end of the world. Yeah. So I went back to the streets hustling with a friend of mine called Nick Kumwenda. Yeah. He had a stall in a place. You're from South Africa. You yeah. know this name. Yeah. It'll resonate with you. He had a stall in a market called Soweto Market. Ah, it's a you. very popular, big yeah. market in uh -huh. Zambia. Yeah. And so he started teaching me. Oh, a so few. this is a, a market in Zambia, but it's called Soweto Market. Correct. Ah, cool. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So he started just showing me some, you know, some hustle moves and how to negotiate on the streets. Mm -hmm. And then him and I started buying old vinyl. Mm -hmm. And I knew which vinyl people, which vinyls people would buy. Yeah. And some I actually regret selling. Yeah. Because I had uh, an original pressing uh, of... Uh, the Beatles, um, uh, what's, what's, what's the album? Uh, ah, come on. The Beatles, I'll remember it. Sergeant Pepper? Or? How did you know? Yes. Oh, that was the wild Sergeant guess. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yeah. And I think if I'm not mistaken, that was the first record pressed in stereo. Uh-huh. Yeah, I had an original with plastic on it. Uh-huh. I had that original and I sold it, but I had to do what I had to do to survive. Yeah, yeah. And then, because uh, I wasn't, you know, I was live. I was living with my mother, but she had just gone through a divorce with my stepdad. Uh -huh. My biological father was nowhere to be seen on the radar. Got you. So like I like, and that's why if you listen to my song, uh, Daddy's Boy, mm -hmm. it actually tells the true story. My verse tells a true story of my actual experiences mm -hmm. growing up with a with a stepfather. Mm -hmm. You know, your stepfather beating you mm -hmm. maybe for something that you didn't do, mm -hmm. and you go in bed lying, crying, and mm -hmm. thinking, well, if my real father was here, this wouldn't be happening. Yeah. Because at that point, as a child, that's the worst thing that's happening to you. For sure. You know. So, um, meanwhile, my mom's having her struggles. She was mm -hmm. working for a company called Multi Choice Zambia, mm -hmm. which was, you know, Multi Choice. Multi -choice yeah, yeah, so it's like pay television, Correct. a service. Yeah, like cable. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly, cable TV. Mm -hmm. She helped me get some jobs installing people's satellites, installing mm -hmm. people's antennas. Mm -hmm. So that's how I used to get my money, but it wasn't daily. Mm -hmm. And I had to just. Like just being a young man, I, it was just my conviction just told me, dude, help your mother out where you can. Because she was struggling with a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. They hadn't even bought the house at that time. I think they were renting. Yeah. So I had to just help where I could. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. there were times when I'd have to ask for sugar from the neighbors and I hated it so mm. much that it just made me push my hustle and I just started hustling in Soweto Market. Mm. I'd buy secondhand CDs, secondhand uh, shoes. Mm, mm, mm. Nick Moore was hustling in the secondhand shoes. I'd help him pick them uh -huh. uh, and secondhand clothes sometimes. But it was mostly, for me, it was mostly CDs and vinyl. 
and then I'd get like muzungus for people that don't know if you're li- if you're listening muzungus are Caucasian mm-hmm. you know foreigners in in our country muzungus would come to me maybe from Denmark mm-hmm. I ended up building relationships and friends and they'll buy the old vinyl from me got you um, I built quite a pretty good collection and I sold it made some money traveled to South Africa but coming back to where you, you to your story I mm-hmm. had to tell you this to help you understand yeah of course yeah. and that's why I have no shame in my game mm-hmm. I can approach anyone on the streets and be like peep this this is me my mm. name's Chisenga um, I've got a hip hop album out mm. and I know that you're how old are you oh I'm 50 years old uh, I'm 60 I don't listen to this I don't li- really listen to rap yeah. some people tell me that yeah. and I tell them okay just just give this one a shot mm-hmm. and usually 90% of the time almost 100% but 90% is in my humble opinion mm. my humble rating police are looking for you yeah i know that's all right <laughs> are they we wait. both legal immigrants or nah, do they, we have they a can problem wait. we'll let them wait outside <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, sirens anyway so um I I would approach people and a lot of the times they'll come back and say, listen, I don't listen to rap music. Mm-hmm. It's not my type of thing, mm-hmm. but I heard your music mm-hmm. and I think that you're pretty good. Mm. And the feedback that I've had a lot is, why are you not doing bigger like venues, like stadiums? Yeah. And um, I think that in good time. Mm. Yeah. You had a gig uh, a few weeks ago. I think it was, it was the, actually the day, uh, the the week that I saw you, which was about two weeks ago, I think. Yes. Uh, you had a gig that weekend, which mm-hmm. unfortunately I couldn't make. Three weeks ago. Yeah. Because yeah, um, we've had gigs that? almost every week. How, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. How, how was that one? The um, In as far as the turnout, yeah. I think it could have been better. I see, yeah. Uh, you know, the thing is the timing mm-hmm. that we had set up for the gig is because I, I actually... I remember, and I've still got the text on my phone, I remember texting uh, my friend Matt Edwards. I was like, dude, Mm. the sewing room starts to pack up. Mm. It really starts to pack after nine. I see. We should have set up the performances after nine. Ah, So by the time we were wrapping up the performances, the house was getting packed. Ah, You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we should have started earlier, but that's but we've got another gig December sixteenth. December sixteenth, and where's that? Uh, At the four five nine bar. I see. Yeah. So remember when you get to the Rosemount? Yeah. Rosemount Hotel. Uh huh. Just look for the four five nine bar. Gotcha. And we've got a a drinks tab, so people. Is that is that in the basement, or of the Rosemount? No. Is it a basement? Or is it is it actually in the Rosemount? It is. It is ah, yeah. kind of like so. You you have to enter the Rosemount. It's part of I the see. Rosemount. Yeah. The 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 bar name actually comes from the Rosemount address four five nine. Yep. Uh, what's the road? Is it mm-hmm. Fitzgerald? I can't uh, remember. I can't remember. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, it's four five nine. Actually, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's just named after the the yeah. street. Also, oh, that's on the sixteenth. Sixteenth of you December. And are headlining that particular one. Uh, yes. My yeah. my. Uh, so we've got headlining acts myself verbalize and yep. a guy called Crabitat so gonna be on the decks nice Matthew Edwards yeah uh, he's amazing man yep. uh, probably probably one of one of the first Muzungus I've yeah. met <laughs> 
one of the first Muzungus I've met that's like so relentlessly believed in me. Like yeah. we all need that tribe. You mm. know what I mean? Mm, mm, mm. And special shout out to Verbalize is partly uh, indigenous. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So support us Australia. Yeah, you man. know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Verbalize is partly indigenous. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. He just mm -hmm. looks like a white boy to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, so many yeah. generations. And, For um, sure. Yeah, we've got we've got several acts coming to perform, mm -hmm. um, and I just think that it's going to be an amazing night. Uh, I've had some people that never usually would buy a ticket; they've bought tickets and actually showed me that they bought tickets. So I that's see. pretty amazing. Nice, nice. And so I think that it's also the uh, timing. Christmas is near. And yeah, of course. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, definitely try and make that one, man. Um, I'd love to have you. Yeah, man. for sure. I'd love to have yeah. you. Yeah, and um, I see you. Uh, did do you have you have a new song? Well, I mean, this song I guess is on your on your on 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 uh, rhythm and poetry, but you've been pushing the song energy with Kuda Mike and QZ. Yeah. Um, lately, um, how how's that been? I've listened to the song. I quite like the song. Um, I, I saw a post that you put up as well about like why and how you linked up with Kuda for that particular song. And that, that made so much sense to me, like mm -hmm. because of mm -hmm. like just, just his whole energy and the kind of guy that he is and, yeah. and his willingness to like always like, support and, you know, the energy he brings to like anything he does, man, is like infectious. Yeah? It's like, like you, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, um Kuda's one of those dudes I've known for so long. I've I known see. him for so many years. Did you guys meet meet here or, or? Yeah, we meet. We we uh we meet here. I'm yeah. being African now. Yeah. No, that's all right, brother. <laughs> we met here, and um, the thing is, it's like Kuda and I were long overdue for a collab because we kept talking about it. I see. So when I got the energy track, yeah, uh, I was like, I want to add a dynamic to this song, yeah, and I kind of feel like the guy has to have a smaller voice than me uh -huh. and more high-pitched and a little more hyper. Uh -huh. It's just what I wanted to, you know, I just wanted to, I, I could hear a different voice. You knew voice. what you wanted to sound I like. Could, yeah. yeah, exactly. I yeah. could hear a different voice. And then, um, I can't remember, Kuda posted something and I looked at his Instagram and I yeah. was like, that's, the that's guy. him, that's yeah, the yeah. guy. And you asked me about rhythm and poetry, man. I have such a bad habit of getting sidetracked. Oh, no, 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 it's fine, man. I, I, and I mean, all these stories, you know, everything is interesting. And I mean, you tell them for a reason, you know, yeah. even if it's to lead me to, to back to where we started. So um, about this album, right? Yeah. You've got 23 tracks on it. <laughs> Right? Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah, that's the equivalent of maybe two, three albums. Yeah. 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 If you're doing maybe nine tracks or mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. for an album, 12 mm -hmm. tracks. And is this stuff, so what time period are you working over? Because this, uh, this was out in June 2021. Yep. Um, so, you know, how much, when did you start working on this project? So it's kind of like the same uh, phase that I'm going through right now. So yeah. 2022, I've actually been recording a bunch of tracks. Yeah. But I haven't put them out yet. Got you. And I'm kind of debating whether to put out an album. Yeah. Or just put out singles constantly moving forward. I see. And before the close of the year, I'm actually going to be putting out music. But mm -hmm. I, I... What are the pros and cons of doing the one or the other? Okay. So I kind of feel like... From a content perspective, yeah, you get more content mm -hmm. 
once you 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 pile up your tracks uh-huh. and you have a track to release each week I see. that people have never heard uh-huh. you get a better bearing of what people are vibing with uh-huh. and you know you can maybe even have a little more time to say I'll put out a song and shoot a video for this yeah. put out a song with albums I kind of feel like people listen to an album and you put out a bunch of videos yeah and I just kind of feel like people don't get a chance to digest like a song properly. Uh-huh. So if you want people to digest a song properly and sometimes understand it, maybe release it as a single mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. opposed to making it part of a compilation. I see. Because sometimes people don't even listen to the whole song. They'll just yeah. skip to their favorite song because, mm. you know, that's what they're vibing with. Mm-mm-mm. And sometimes uh, people will miss the good content because you do an album like I have with 23 tracks. Yeah. But the track that people are feeling is maybe track eight. Yeah. And that's the only track that gets to the radar of certain people. I see. Yeah. So I kind of feel like from a content perspective, I feel like releasing singles is maybe the way to go. Yeah. 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 Um, and also back to the album. I grew up listening to and especially inspired by productions by uh, here comes again, mm-hmm. Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I always just like loved his love for detail. Yeah, and when I, you know, the funny thing is, I wasn't. How do I say this? In a way, I kind of learned from him. Mm-hmm. You know, just making sure that stuff's solid. Yeah, and when I worked with artists. I just never really understood, and yeah. and I didn't even know that that's what he did as well. But yeah. I just never really understood when I'd hear things when they we're recording, and I'm like, no, repeat this line, Mm-mm-mm. and maybe I make them do it twenty times until they get it right. Mm-mm. But at the end of the day, almost I think I've had ninety nine percent of the artists tell me, dude, I'm so thankful that you you told me to do this or you showed me how to do this, like. Mm-hmm. I don't even record the same, and I'm like, you see, it all makes sense. Mm, mm, mm. So, like, um, where was I going with this? So, like, when I put this album together mm-hmm. and all my previous albums, this album plays like you're listening to radio in a way. I see, yeah. So if you ever press play on track one, there's no spaces in between the tracks. Yeah. And that's something that Dr. Dre did with his 1992 album, The yeah. Chronic. yeah. Even with the Chronic 2000, yeah. but also with Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style, yeah. he did that. Yeah. And I just kind of liked that whole, yeah. you know, maybe one song's ending and then yeah. you hear radio. Yeah, so the songs are like connected. Yeah, they're yeah. connected. And then they, maybe a DJ starts talking about the next song and then the next song comes in. Yeah. And then I also liked that when I heard, um, I was like, yeah, I definitely like the style of presentation of an album. Yeah. When I heard uh, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, uh-huh. um, I was like, man, this is my, Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon is mm-hmm. my favorite rock album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, second, um, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. What are some of your favorite uh, Zamrock um, artists or songs? Uh, favorite Zamrock, Pongozi number one, mm-hmm. um, The Witch, mm-hmm. uh, and also, you know, the funny thing is, I came to find out as a kid, because we lived in the same neighborhood, mm-hmm. 
that one of the members of the witch band, mm. uh, Mr. Jaggery Chanda, mm -hmm. turns out he was an uncle of mine. Got you. Yeah, so yeah, I grew yeah. up with his kids, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, mm -hmm. um, Paul and Makasa, mm -hmm. both now passed on. May their souls rest in peace. Mm -hmm. I grew up with those guys. In fact, Paul mm -hmm. is the one that taught me how to do my hair like Got this. Got you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. He, 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 was, he was like, no, just... Yeah. Rub rub it with a towel. When, <laughs> when you wash it, just dry it with a towel. That's it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Now I have to ask you a question. So when I was doing my um, um, research on Zamrock, and I don't know if you'd know the answer to this, but um, one of the things that came up that that I had to like dig deeper into was, I mean, there's uh, Kenneth Kawunda. Um, obviously, he was in power, and he. Mm -hmm. um, um, he put through a law that um, everyone, um, all the radio stations had to play 95% uh, local content. Um, I'm assuming part of it was Zamrock as well. Yes. But then um, a tr contrasting story or comment that I read was one where he was actually he was actually not a fan of Zamrock, and if anything. Um, he was trying to push another musical genre, which was called Kalenga. Kalindula. Kalindula. Yeah, Kalindula. Yeah. So Zamrock, um, I can't tell you firsthand information, but yeah. I can only tell you from the perspective of someone almost outside looking in, because I was yeah. too young to know to, some to of know, this yeah. stuff. Of course, yeah. But um, the only thing, the only explanation, the only thing that can explain that is yeah. because... Zamrock was almost like what reggae was yep. um, and what rock was as well yep. in a, a form of rebellious music. Yeah, of course. You know, and sometimes, uh, yeah, people would get the wrong vibe. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm yeah. only guessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Kalindula had was more like what country music is. I see. Or what I don't hear so much in the in the new country music songs, but. A lot of the older country music had a lot of stories. Like I you'd see. listen to stories, mm -hmm. verse one, the intro of the story, mm -hmm. verse two, the middle, then verse three, the the you know mm -hmm. the closing mm -hmm. and the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Kalindula had a lot of stories like that. I see. Like I remember once um, traveling from. So I traveled. I mean, you can look it up on the Zambian map. Mm -hmm. I traveled uh, from. Mansa mm -hmm. to uh, to Lusaka, mm -hmm. and I had no transport money. My the people that were looking after me had spent the money that my my parents had sent them yeah. to to pay for my transport. Yeah, and I was supposed to go to this boarding school. Let's just say it all went pear shaped. Gotcha. So on my way back, I had no money. Yeah. In fact, going through the Congolese border. Yeah. Someone was kind enough to, because I had no no ID. Yeah. And someone let me use their registration card. I see. The picture was a bit blurry. not very clear. Yeah, yeah, blurry. And so, and I was, my heart was shaking, bro. Mm. And I gave it to the military man that was standing there, the officer that was standing there. He looked at it and he let me pass. And um, I didn't have anything to give that person that helped me. Wherever they are, God bless them, man. Yeah. 
because uh, I need I wasn't doing anything illegal, so yeah. I was in Zambia. But to get to Lusaka, yeah. the easier way, yeah. you had to go through Congo. I see to through the Congo border. Yeah. If you were coming from where I was coming from in Mansa, Mansa, yeah, traveling to Lusaka, and then I got co- I ended up at a place called uh, KMB. Mm-hmm. bus station mm-hmm. which is Kitwe main bus station mm-hmm. that's in the copper belt i see uh famous for uh copper yeah for sure and that that, that was the epicenter of zamrock as well right correct yeah now when i was at kmb the funny thing is i'm there with my trunk mm. my clothes are all in there and i'm scared you know why mm. because there was a kalindula song that uh that talked about a man who 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 had I I think it was was the song by by uh, P K Shala, another you know uh, legendary Kalindula artist from I Zambia, see. and he yep. was talking about a man who was caught with a snake that he forgot his bag I think or he got caught I have to listen to the song again one of the two forgot his bag at KMB station mm-hmm. and the bag had a snake mm-hmm. that had the face of a man Ooh. and that that snake was a form of uh, of witchcraft that would make him wealthy mm-hmm. and so when I when I when I heard that song it always scared me like mm-hmm. I can't believe that this apparently these things still happen in africa Mm -hmm. you know people Mm -hmm. have you know that sort of witchcraft which is crazy blows my mind when i think about it but i ended up at kmb bus station man Mm -hmm. i was scared yeah yeah yeah. because of that story that i heard from the kalindula song yeah so the kalindula stories a lot of them were sometimes so close to home yeah. that so many people would 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 relate to them oh, and wow. in, on most parts they were educational yeah, yeah like yeah. teaching you life lessons and prophetic by the sound and of prophetic it. as yeah, well yeah, yeah. correct yeah, yeah, yeah so when i ended up at kmb man i couldn't wait to get out of there yeah <laughs> i i <laughs> i remember the train arriving at kmb <laughs> at uh around three in the morning no around i think around nine at night yeah 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 and the I could only catch the bus to Lusaka yeah, yeah. in the morning. I see. Around five in the morning. Yeah. So I had to wait. Mm. Is it was like a layoff. Mm, oh my mm, gosh, mm, man. Mm, I was mm. just scared. I remember yeah. being in the cold near a fire. Mm. I remember clearly being in the cold near a fire. Um, the last little money I had, I bought a tea, Mm-mm-mm. a cup of tea, a big cup of tea and a mm. steel cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the steel cup had rust, I remember. <laughs> Man, I could tell you so many stories. But Kalindula was very popular for, like, in as far as educational. And storytelling. And storytelling. And yeah. um, Kenneth Kaunda. Yeah. Our first Republican president, may his soul rest in peace, mm-hmm. was a musician at heart himself. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he actually played Kalindula music. I've seen, I've music. seen some, some videos of him playing guitar as well. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he played Kalindula music. So maybe, you know, KK was a little bit biased. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a lovely man. I, I, yeah. met, I met him on three occasions. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah I've got yeah. a picture with him. What, what do you think he would think of hip-hop today? I mean, this is a, a like an unfair question to ask you, but... I think uh, in the beginning... He would have probably thought, "What is this?" Yeah. But seeing what it's become today and what yeah. it's doing for the Zambian youth, mm. 
I mean, you know, just like the yin and the yang, you've yeah. got the good and the bad. You yeah, know what I course. mean? The light and the darkness. Yeah. But we've got a lot of Zambian hip-hop artists that are still, you know, maintaining a really good message in their music. Got you. Who, you are, who are some of your favorites? Right. Like, uh, like, sort of right, like in the last, say, the last 10 years, who are the um, in Zambia? Um, I'll tell you, the first Zambian rapper mm-hmm. that... Um, I worked with was a was a boy called uh, Tommy D. Mm-hmm. It was tall, mm-hmm. and he would always because like I was kind of getting my name out there, working with Mondo Music as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Tommy lived in the next neighborhood from mine. Yeah. He lived in Kablonga. I lived yeah. in Woodlands. Yeah, yeah. And would run into each other. I'd be walking, yeah. and he'd come up to me, "Big bro, please put me on." Yeah. But one thing he didn't understand is I couldn't just take people to that you know, to the record label studio. Even when I told them, they just didn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had their own agenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I couldn't... Until much later on, I just started breaking the rules and taking whoever to the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, so I first worked with a guy called Tommy D. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's one of the pioneers of the local rap style that a lot of people are using. Mm-hmm. And then um, eventually, another guy called Slap D, who mm-hmm. I believe... who I be, I mean, yeah, I believe kind of got inspired by Tommy D. I see. Uh, Slab D used to open shows for me at a place called Club Phoenix mm-hmm. because he went to school with, um, I think the school was Coach Kankata. He went to school or a different school, I'm not too sure, with my late close friend, uh, D Roots. Mm-hmm. D Roots always kept telling me about him is like ah big bro you know just let him open for us and i was like dude he has to be good like Mm -hmm. i don't want to give people a bad show we've got my mom here her (laughs) sister's here they're watching us so you know the show has to be good yeah and then um luckily my boy stood stood by him and he was like nah cheers just put him on yeah, so yeah, the yeah. first time i let uh slap d open for me was at club phoenix mm-hmm. and he did an amazing job oh, nice yeah and that's how we we kind of you know mm-hmm. i think that we had done two other two or three other shows yeah but i ended up traveling you know living overseas so it wasn't always consistent yeah, yeah. um so there's so there's tommy d slap d some of my favorite uh local rappers um Maki Two is like godfather of of hip hop in the CB, you know, nice. in the copper belt. Nice, yeah. Um, and uh, he gave me props. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, I used to give him props, mm-hmm. but just talking to people. Yeah, yeah. And then he publicly recorded a song because mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. first album was was called Officer in Charge. Yeah. And then he publicly recorded a song. Saying, you know, because by then I used to call myself Crisis, just saying okay. wrapping in some intellectual skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and because I used to read comic books, I was like, I'm the superhero that's going to save hip hop from yeah. a crisis. Yeah. So he recorded something saying Crisis still officer in charge. And I was when oh, I heard I it, you. I was like, yeah. oh, that's dope. That's props. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I never really knew if he was an ally or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was very, he had a very quiet demeanor. Got you. But he so was I, clearly listening. But he was clearly listening and yeah. clearly, you know, uh, being a team player. And I was mm. like, I like this guy. This is mm. really good. Because mm. back then, especially before I, I, I um, released my, my first album, 
a lot of people weren't riding with me. A lot of people mm. weren't supporting me. But eventually, mm. when I released my first album, which is arguably still one of the highest-selling hip-hop albums, maybe not anymore. Mm -hmm. I think the highest-selling hip-hop album now mm -hmm. uh, recorded in Zambia is, I think my record's been beaten by a girl called Sampa the Great. Sampa's amazing. She was, she was in Australia. Yeah. And to be honest, man, I never liked the music that she made in Australia. Or Sampa. Yeah. And then I heard her on an and when I said the, it on Twitter, everybody attacked me. And um, guess what I heard her saying on an interview? Yeah. She and I said to people, the music she's making with Mag Forty Four is yeah. better. Yeah. And I and then she said and then um, she said on an interview, she said, mm -hmm. "Nah, I wasn't feeling the music I was making while I was in Australia." Yeah. I'm a talent person. I've always been an A and R on my own. I found a lot of the talent yeah. through friends sometimes recommended, but I had to approve whether they could be on my album or work with me. Mm -hmm. And I've always had a good ear for talent. Mm -hmm. I've always had a good ear. Like I can tell like, okay, this is working. This is not. Uh -huh. So when she recorded her album in Zambia, mm -hmm. it blew. Yeah. And to me, I suspect, uh, I think, Without a doubt, I think mm -hmm. that that's the highest selling album, second to mine, mm -hmm. in Zambia. Yeah, hip hop yep. album. Yeah. Then um, other rappers that I like. She's a, she's amazing. That project is is beautiful though. And you know it's what's so crazy? Beautiful. Yeah. You know what's so crazy? Yeah. She says, um, Jaggery Chanda of mm -hmm. the Witch mm -hmm. is her uncle. Got you. He happens to be my uncle. As well. You know what I mean? So, so a, yeah. I, but I've never sort of like reached out and said, hey, yeah. dude, we're, we're family or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you yeah. know, yeah. she might think that I'm somehow at loggerheads with her and I'm not. I see. I, I just say what I say. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. But it's fair enough. I mean, I mean, I, again, it's your opinion, you know, like I, 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 I think uh, like her talent is like undeniable. Even Correct. Um, yeah. Even the stuff that she put out. I mean, she was on, on, on a lot of people's radar already. Correct. Like a few years ago. So yeah. Yeah. But, but this project, absolutely beautiful yeah there we go yeah and and you know that it's very different from what she recorded in australia it is different yeah. you know what i yeah. mean yeah yeah there's something about being in the motherland that's just like even sometimes when i'm recording i'm like eh, i mm. miss my team i miss just the mm -mm -mm. be the african vibe and maybe i'll i'll go back home and record an album mm -hmm. you know because mm -hmm. like people out there they're hungry man mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. And just the the teamwork, I just mm. miss having that. And and you'd be in a different headspace as well. Correct. I suppose. Like, Correct. Because yeah. we've grown now. Yeah. We know a little more as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. Um, and everyone's grown. Mm, mm, mm. And who uh, are some of the who are some of the local? Um, I guess some of the local dudes that you that you like that you that you either worked with that you'd like to work with potentially. Um. I think that uh, let's see. I've worked with Camstar. I've I mean, when I say dudes, I mean everyone. I mean girls as well. Sorry, yeah, I don't mean yeah, to sound yeah, yeah. weird. Um, so <laughs> when I heard Sampa's stuff that she recorded in Australia, yeah, I didn't really agree with it. Mm -hmm. So what I decided I was going going to propose is mm -hmm. reach out to her so we could record. Mm -hmm. But we were going to record under my direction that's what i i wanted to do because gotcha. i kind of felt like this is not really i just felt like she 
like the stuff, like I wanted us to go a different direction, mm -hmm. not Australian, not, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just a whole, in a way, I wanted us to take like an African route, gotcha. but also blended with westernized hip hop. But yeah. she's done that on her new album. Yeah. And it sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like the direction that I wanted to take when I proposed that I wanted to work with her, but I got no response. I see, yeah. Uh, and then um, who else? Uh, I I had previously wanted to work with Chef 187 from mm -hmm. back home as well. He's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. Him and Maki too are brothers. They're mm -hmm. siblings. Mm -hmm. uh, their sister mm -hmm. is amazing too. She's an amazing singer. Like I if see. I could pick... A girl to sing on a song mm -hmm. randomly from Zed, it would probably be her. Mm -hmm. um, I've worked with Holster. What about here, though? What about like locally, like like here in WA or I mean Australia wide? Um, I love to work with Shadow. Mm -hmm. um, um, I'm not so much into like. I very much, I'm one of those rappers, I watch the type of energy that I invite through my music because I mm -hmm. think a lot of artists mm -hmm. don't realize mm -hmm. that certain music they put out, mm -hmm. it might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, but mm -hmm. it'll come back and haunt you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like all these guys that are talking about in their songs, killing people. Yeah. Like, bro, what are you doing? Is that, you know what I mean? You mean like here locally? Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm talking about Australian rappers. I'm not going to get into who. Oh, okay. I'm not going to get into any names or whatever. Yeah, I you know had no what idea I mean? that was going on. See, I need to. No, no, it does happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, may, you know, some rappers over East, like yeah. my age, I'm not going to say my age, yeah. but just know that I've been around for a long time. Yeah. Even yeah, though yeah. I've been told I look younger than my yeah, age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with time comes wisdom. Mm -hmm. And you come to learn that you can actually put out energy on a song and mm -hmm. it'll actually come and haunt you. Mm -hmm. Because you it's almost like you're casting a spell. Yeah. Uh, we're deep diving now. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. almost like you're casting a spell, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the way you cast a spell is by repeatedly mm -hmm. doing something. Mm -hmm. Repeating it, repeating it, now, repeating it. That's an interesting concept to me because it's something I think about a lot as well. And, and, and I think one of the factors when it comes to that is age, like you said. Mm -hmm. um, when you're younger, um, chances are the content, you know, like... There's exception. There's exceptions always. Um, Correct. You know, there's there's on the odd occasion you'll get a young person that's spitting like, you know, amazing things from the go. Or when I say amazing, I mean stuff that's stuff that's like forward. Mm -hmm. You know, forward mm -hmm. thinking, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. to speak. Mm -hmm. um, like uh, probably one of the biggest examples. Um, you know, if you go and look at Jay Cole's, um, you know, some of the stuff that he did mm -hmm. uh, when he was younger, um, and you look at the stuff that he's doing now, as far yep. as like content, is mm -hmm. like completely different. Like he's a, he's a totally different person. That's very true. He's grown. He's matured. Yep. He's like um, um, so. That's that's also very interesting to me. So these young people, would you say, do you allow them to express themselves as, you know, again, it's another element of hip hop, the ability to express yourself however you feel you want to express yourself. So do you allow them to express themselves now and then hopefully, you know, in a few years after some introspection and some growing up and stuff, then that that all changes and their art changes as they change as people as well i would say yes yeah 
but the flip side is that um, there's also stereotypes. Yeah. And stereotypes just follow what they see in pop culture, what mm-hmm. America sold you. Mm-hmm. You say, oh, yeah, you know what? Mm-hmm. Young whatever was talking about guns in his song nonstop. So let's yeah. all just talk about how bad we are and how... Guns you know, are not even legal here, are they? Are, they, are the guns legal here? Mm, so <laughs> I would say yes and no. <laughs> um, I'm not even too sure what's going on Like you now. can get a gun license. I think you can, but only if you're protecting yourself like on farmland or uh, something yeah, against yeah. you know but I yeah see. I see. but that's another thing that i yeah. that i i think that i i that's why i'm th- i'm saying like we're in australia dude yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know yeah. yes we do hear about things happening you yeah. know but it's yeah not half as bad as it's, it's not the wild wild west exactly <laughs> like like it is in you know i've lived in la as well yeah um and i was yeah no i had i had i it was it was good yeah while i was there yeah i just remember that once i wore a red shirt yeah and tried to break up a fight yeah and the guy wore a red a blue shirt yeah and I had no idea, and that mm. was the last time I ever wore a red shirt in LA. Damn. Because I was trying to break him up, break up a fight between him and a girl, Mm-mm. and he pulled out. Ooh. And I was just like, you know, oh yeah. wow. Yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. understand why people kept walking past while yeah, he was yeah. abusing the girl in public. Aww. And all I tried to do was tell him, hey, dude, you know. Yeah. Please, you know, yeah. she's a lady. Yeah. But he actually listened though. Mm-hmm. And I told him, dude, I'm from Africa. I don't know anything about your gang stuff and yeah, all this yeah, stuff yeah. that yeah. I'm not saying there's no gangs in Africa, but yeah. you know, like the way we grew up, yeah. We used to throw stones at each other. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. Slightly different. Yeah, different different type of gang mm-hmm. uh gang stuff. Yeah. yeah, but um in as far as going back to your question, so the flip side is stop following the stereotypes there's mm-hmm. so much more that we can talk about mm, mm. that happens locally mm. how do you stay true to 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 those ideals and 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 what you believe in and the kind of music that you want to make how how do you is that is that difficult to do or is that like supernatural for you to do is that just natural no so for one um and it's not a flex i don't write my songs yeah ask a lot of people that have worked with me in the studio i just get on the mic and i start recording yeah but that probably comes from a place of experience and also because i know my story so Mm -hmm. when you look at your life Mm -hmm. there's so many different um so many different experiences that you can talk about that mm. are still entertaining. Mm, mm, mm. Like one night I went out to the club, my friend uh, had a had a broken leg, but mm. he was still dancing. I, see, yeah. I was with another friend, he had his cousin, you mm. know, and I was just on the sidelines, just watching everything, yeah. like just soaking it all in. And yeah. then I went into the studio and created a song called Loco, mm. you know, which is a party song with mm. a girl called Joyce. Mm, mm, so mm. it's like, you can you can always draw from your experiences. Mm. That's why we're called artists. Mm. It's the ability to you know to take that blank canvas mm-hmm. make and something. and make something out of it. There's mm. so much more that we can talk about. There's 
I mean, like, like uh, I've got a song called The Fire Inside, mm-hmm. um, uh, which is, I think, from when I used to call myself Crisis Mr. Swagger, look up a song called The Fire Inside. Mm-hmm. That song ended up being number one across Africa on MTV Bass and Channel O. Mm-hmm. And it was inspired by the 2010 World Cup. Got you. You know, mm-hmm. in the rap, I say, I'm moving forward and maintaining position. Mm-hmm. That lyric alone was inspired by a, a famous Zambian sports commentator mm-hmm. called Dennis Liwewe. Mm-hmm. His commentary was unparalleled. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just listen to the, his commentary, sometimes it was like he was rapping or creating lyrics. Mm-hmm. And so when I wrote the line, I'm moving forward and maintaining position, it was a Dennis Liwewe-inspired lyric. Got you. And it has nothing to do with anything else. The song was inspired by the 2010 World Cup. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm drawing from that sports commentary. I'm Mm. drawing from what's happening in the world. Mm. Someone can go out there and make a song about the World Cup itself. Um, Speaking of which, uh, who's your team for this one? I mean, we're into the last 16 now. We are in the last 16 now. You're asking the wrong person. Uh, Am I? (laughs) I have to admit, okay. <laughs> I have to admit, this is where this is where they're like, oh, dirt. Nah, it's okay. So I have to admit, yeah. it's been one of the busiest times in my life. Yeah. While the World Cup's happening, yeah, I've had to catch up on a lot of work. And the games are and late at like night too. I haven't actually had it. I've I've like yesterday I caught. I wanted to. So this is this is the thing. Yeah. I've got so I think what I probably need to do is set up a TV in the studio. <laughs> so I've got the TV in my living room, yeah, and then I've got the recording studio on the in the other side, yeah, of the house, yeah. And yesterday I remember getting home and and watching France playing against who? Uh, they play. France were wearing po- blue, they play, right? They played Poland last night, yeah. France were wearing blue. Do you yeah. know I woke up this morning one uh, like who won? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I hope France won. Who yeah. won? Ah, uh, France did, yeah. Ah, there yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So France is one of my teams. Yeah. And is it it? Um, guys, let me just say this, just disclaimer. Yeah. The wifey is Caucasian. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I I'm not a racist by yeah. far. Uh-huh. My kids are mixed race. I got black friends. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My point is that this goes to the point I was going to make. Yeah. Isn't it funny that France is made up of mostly African? They look African, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know what that's, I mean? That's, yeah, it's another interesting thing, I guess. I mean, if you, you know, like even some of the most uh, obscure places that you would not think, I mean, you know, I uh, like I don't know I don't know about Sweden, but I mean even Sweden has got some some players who are of African descent or or like at least half and half and and but that's that's where the world is going right now, right? I mean, there's look at the Australian team and, and, and maybe even you, yeah. one could argue that you would expect the Australian team to be um, a bit more sort of. Um, uh, mixed than they are. I mean, I, I suppose there's a, a lot of uh, like Eastern Europeans and, so really, and Macedonians and so forth. And so really, there's so. no need for racism. There's really no need for nah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's just why can't why can't people 
that discriminate against other people, why can't you just look at people as people? I've never mm. been raised to, you know. Mm. The first time I actually experienced racism mm. was in my parents' home. Yeah. I can't this get into the I can't get into the detail. This is in Zambia? Or? Yeah, this is in Zambia. Yeah. I can't get into the detail. Yeah. But uh someone said to me that I was the wrong color in my in my parents' home. Yeah. Uh, at that time, my mother married to my stepdad, but someone said to me that I was the wrong color. Yeah. And the person that said said it to me yeah. was uh, mixed race. I see. Uh, the father was Caucasian. Yeah. The mother was African. Yeah. And I didn't quite understand it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they used a reference from a Bruce Lee movie. I can't remember what Bruce Lee movie, yeah. where Bruce Lee goes to a, um, Bruce Lee went to a, was it a Japanese school? And he was told, you're the wrong color. I see. And he ended up breaking the board. He kicked it. Yeah. He jumped up and kicked the thing, yeah. you know, yeah. and went into the school or something. But mm -hmm. yeah, the person used that Bruce Lee reference mm -hmm. to reference me as in being the wrong color. Mm -hmm. And I didn't quite understand it. Mm -hmm. And I remember clearly where I was. Mm. I was um, trying to use the toilet, mm. but this person wanted to use the toilet before me. I see. And he used that to say I should get out because I was the wrong color. Oh, my goodness. You know what I mean? And the funny thing is I actually clearly remember that. That was my first... Yeah, yeah. experience with with racism mm -hmm. uh discrimination whatever yeah but uh i never i've never told my mother i've never mm -hmm. told my father but those there were witnesses mm -hmm. and i don't know if they remember mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know if they remember but yeah. i remember it very clearly yeah. and that's how i even remember where it came from because yeah. The person that said it to me was, you know, liked those Bruce Lee movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, they kind of introduced me to those Bruce Lee movies. Yeah. And that's how I realized it when I, when I, you know, later on that the person was doing that. Anyway, mm. um, other Zambian artists I love to work with. Uh, so there's, there's Critic, who's pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like he doesn't get enough credit, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, it reminds me of me. Has he been around for a while, or I think, yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, his uh, his beard starting to grow some white hairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a yeah. wise young man. Do, he's younger so, than me. Yeah. So, but do you, he's, do you a, feel, he's an amazing rapper. Do you feel that you did not get as much credit as you uh, deserve in Zambia? Um. I think for those that understood what I was doing, I did. But for the people in power, the people that could have said, you know what? So the record labels, the Yeah, NRs. like the... Re so remember, I, I dropped my, my album independently. Yeah. Only with the support of a guy called uh, Ben Impolokoso. Then there was a guy called TK, mm -hmm. who uh, TK still owns a studio, Romaside mm -hmm. Studios, mm -hmm. one of the top pioneering producers from Zambia. Yeah. He just believed in me and yeah. him and I would just like work in the studio um and we put together a team that that you know that helped put my album together and that mm -hmm. team 
became a crew that I called Diamond Chain mm -hmm. because the best diamonds come from Africa mm -hmm. and the chain represents unity. Mm -hmm. So even now I work as a, uh, as a sole trader and my, mm -hmm. my, my company name is Diamond Chain Media. Got you. Yeah. Um, so in as far as getting props, I think I got the props from the right people. Mm -hmm. I remember DJ LBC, um, he did mad work promoting my, my record and just mm -hmm. letting the people know. Mm -hmm. And before I knew it, I remember LBC being on radio. It was like, how much would you pay? And suddenly people were like offering large amounts of money. They would say they'll pay. And I knew like, okay, it's time to distribute the album when it's, when, when the, uh, uh, not it's time. I, I said to myself, because at that time I had released a single and it was playing on radio. Mm -hmm. And LBC was asking the listeners, oh, how much would you pay for this? And I was just like, you know what? I'll, I'm going to need distribution. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need serious distribution. Mm -hmm. So I made, uh, Ben and I made a deal with a company called Sounds Investments mm -hmm. who helped us get to, you know, markets that we couldn't access. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, I made a deal with some of the uh, bus drivers. Yeah. Uh, you know, had to be solid dudes. Then they yeah. would transport the the CDs and cassettes to sellers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after a certain period of time, they would bring me the money. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just based on trust mm. and good relationships. Mm, mm, mm. But I knew I blew up. Mm. <laughs> I knew I blew up in Zambia when one day I was at a marketplace mm -hmm. and somebody was wearing a shirt. Mm. And it had been illegally printed with my name on it. Ah, got you, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But instead yeah. of getting mad, yeah. I actually appreciated it. Yeah, for sure. And then I saw my name printed on a bus because yeah. I had a way that I used to write my name. Got you. So it was C.R. It wasn't the crisis from the dictionary. I see, yeah. But I eventually went away from that name because I thought a lot of people mistake it for the crisis from the dictionary. Got you. And when you grow up, yeah. you learn that certain things, mm -hmm. they come to haunt you. You speak them into existence. Exactly. Yeah. So I decided I'll just change my name to Chisenga, the name mm -hmm. gift from God, mm -hmm. and also God's love. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think I prefer that. Plus, mm -hmm. I'm too far from home mm -hmm. to not be at home with myself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm. um, yeah. Uh, I remember when the song "The Fire Inside" was number one across Africa. Mm -hmm. I submitted it <clears throat> for a local, the biggest local award show. Mm -hmm. I would think. I don't know if it still is, but it was called the Ngoma Awards. Mm -hmm. I submitted the instrumental, the song, but in as far as the instrumental. I was competing with someone who was part of the Ngoma Awards Committee. Mm -hmm. How corrupt is that? Mm, 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 mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and he won the award, by the way. <laughs> but you, yeah, you hear <laughs> you know what stories I mean? like that. Eh? He won the award. <laughs> uh, welcome to Africa. <laughs> it's still TIA. Hey, this is Australia. Of this course. is Africa. <laughs> dog, dog eat dog, man. Um, it's a conflict of interest. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. he won the award. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Question. Yeah. Um I'm a I'm a I'm a uh, you know, I'm a I don't know anything about Chisenga. Um you just passed me this uh you know, your 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 new record mm -hmm. called Rhythm and Poetry. Mm -hmm. Um and you are saying, "Hey dude, I want you to hear this." And I'm like, "Oh man, I don't have time." Uh what songs? Um 
would you and i know you, you probably hate this question based on what you said earlier but because uh, i and based on how the album is structured mm-hmm. um but what songs uh do i listen to first uh as an introduction to your music that would what that would um you know represent you in the best light I'll say number one, listen to Chateau Petrus. Chateau Petrus. That's number is, one on the rhythm and poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I wanted to get, I want, I wanted people to get an insight of who I am and yeah. where I'm coming from. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're not gonna know that that this guy is actually uh, a poet that will capture the hearts of even the older people mm. and even the younger people. Mm. And I kind of feel like Chateau Petrus is is that song. That's the one that really defines who I am because it tells you what I've been through. It mm-hmm. tells you where my heart is at. It mm-hmm. tells you about my highs and lows it tells mm-hmm. you about my struggles it tells mm-hmm. you about my wins got you and the reason why i chose uh the title chateau petrus mm-hmm. is because chateau petrus is um is a wine mm-hmm. um uh from bordeaux france mm-hmm. france mm-hmm. uh and uh, they took 12 bottles mm-hmm. a dozen mm-hmm. and took them to space so they could mature in space and then brought him back to Earth. Holy. This is true. Wow. Look it up. And I don't drink. Mm-hmm. So the, the meaning behind me using the title Chateau Petrus is to say, because I don't drink, if I'm going to have a drink to celebrate my success, mm-hmm. it's got to be Chateau Petrus. Mm. Because mm. it's got to be worth it. Extra special. Extra special. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm not drinking for nothing. Got you. Yeah. Got you. And that is also just my way. I guess it's um, It's also kind of like a, uh, a declaration. Because the idea was that I kind of felt like I actually wish that in a way, because that was like the last song that I recorded on the album. Mm. And I felt after I recorded it, I was like, man, I wish I put my heart, this yeah. much heart into every song. Because I was even listening to a song with King Crooked mm-hmm. and I felt like my verse for it was mm-hmm. immature. I kind of felt like I could have done better. Mm-mm-mm. Because, you know, as human beings, we want to be, well, I believe we we all think the same. We want to do better than we did yesterday. Yeah, of course. Yeah, so when I heard the album afterwards, I was like, I think Chateau Petrus set a high standard. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of my, because um, I'm part of a hip-hop group on WhatsApp, I remember one of my friends saying, just heard track one, ooh, yeah. chills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he heard yeah. it and he was like, ah, oh, man, yeah. it's so deep, man. Uh, and uh, even... Um, the guy that produced it, ATM. Mm. I think that that's one of the things that he enjoyed uh, working with me is he'd give me a beat mm-hmm. and not know. Even I didn't know where the beat would go. Yeah, like lockdown, lockdown. I'm I'm talking about going from Earth to space and then back to Earth. And by the time we come back to Earth, there's COVID. There's yeah. things happening. There's yeah. lockdowns. Yeah. Um, so like when I recorded Chateau Petrus, I first heard the beat, yeah, and I just wa- it spoke to me. Uh huh. I just wanted to rap on it nice. somehow. Nice. And then that's how I started. I've been sober for a while. Mm-hmm. Try to lead by example. Mm-hmm. Tackling this life so my hands full. 
and on the low, growing up, I played hammer learning dance moves way before the blockchain, my homie. Cash ruled, cash ruled everything around me. Cream, mama don't want to tell me when she going through things and it affects me. My friends think I got mood swings. They don't know I got ish on my mind. I question this life and I don't get it, yo. Chyla just died and my young brother had a mini stroke. What happens when you pray and never see results? Uh. The pastor told me, like Chisenga, keep the faith, man, it's achievable. Learn how to nurture the nature. Plant a seed and it's conceivable. Tendency to overthink when it's just me alone. It's second nature for a Gemini. And my evolution could never be televised. Public figure with a private life at times I can't sleep. It's all these demons that I fight at night. Uh. Morning time, sunrise, the birds chirping. Part of the life equation is to seek truth and find purpose. And find purpose. Used to smoke a doobie just to open up the third eye so I could see the world through a bird's eye. High enough so I could kiss the sky. Reality struck in a mirror like, who is this guy? I was battling addiction, but I was in denial. <laughs> you turned the camera on, now I got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> Don't like the camera, man. Uh, Thank no, because so I didn't expect it for um, an amazing chat today, man. Um, no, nah. really, really. We were meant to speak for like, what, 20 minutes? I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no, don't be sorry. <laughs> don't be sorry, man. Um, it was a beautiful chat and, and, and I honestly could could speak even longer. Um, yeah, me too. Um, um, and, I and I will line it up. We'll, you know, we'll we'll line it up another time. And and we'd like to chat more. We'd like to dig deeper into. We didn't even speak about your first album uh, properly. <laughs> I know. But we'd li we'd like to dig deeper into these stories, and and hopefully we can do it sometime. And and um, you know, we'll we'll obviously keep in touch. Uh, but if you could, I guess, tell our our, our listeners, um, we are gonna play the song um, uh, um, that you recommended for us. Uh, we're gonna line that up next uh but we if you can tell people um now we know about your gig on the 16th um, of december on 16th yeah. and of remember december we've got a, at the a yeah we've got a drink tab at the bar so you get uh -huh. free drinks when you get there yeah man you gotta go there and chisenga doesn't drink so you can have his drink too you can have my so, drink <laughs> <laughs> and uh and and people can follow you on your socials as well you are yeah. on instagram as chisenga so i just need to clarify something my yes. my original instagram that's got ten thousand something followers yeah has been hacked ah uh, yeah and uh, the the hacker is actually the thing is I'm a public figure so I can't lock make my account private because I have to share gig information things like that. Yeah. Uh, so the hacker has basically uh, been taking pictures from my new account and posting them on my old account Ooh. to make it look like I'm constantly updating. Ooh. You know what I mean? How dangerous is that? That's crazy. And I've actually talked to Facebook a million times. The yeah. last time I spoke to them was a man. The response I got is a manager will call you. The manager did not call me at all. I did my, my verification, sent in a video something, video recording on my face or whatever. Yeah. And they said they'll deal with it. They've just left it. And I've told them, like, how is it you've banned people and blocked people for less? Mm. But someone who's actually scamming people, mm. taking money off people, mm. using my ID, mm. you're just letting that sit on your, on your platform? Mm. That doesn't make sense to me, Mark Zuckerberg. 
mm-hmm. you know um yeah so the now i'm using a new instagram page called mm-hmm. chisenga the real mm-hmm. chisenga music has been taken over by a hacker so yeah. chisenga the real mm-hmm. is the instagram that's where page. people can find you on Instagram, uh, yeah. that's where they can find you on Facebook as well, yeah? On Facebook, it's just uh, Chisenga. Chisenga on yeah. Facebook. Uh, yeah. And, uh, then, um, it, yeah. And it's just the first name, Chisenga. If you see my last name, then you're on my personal profile. Got you. So it's got to be just Chisenga. Okay. On Twitter, I am... You can search for Chisenga or you find Hip Hop Crisis. Nice. Someone created that a long time ago. Got you. And, yeah. and if I... <laughs> And if I change it, then I lose my verification. So, uh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, your music is available on all, streams. all streaming platforms. And um, yeah, man, uh, we encourage you to yeah check out the check out the album. Uh, maybe when you check that out, go to his old work as well, and look into that. And uh, we hope to get into that some other time. Sure. But uh, sure. thank you for. Maybe I'll talk less. Eh? No, 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 man. Uh, again, like we love this. We, you know, that's why we're here. But uh, like that's like, honestly, this is why we're here. Sober for a while, try to lead by example Tackling this life so my hands full And on a note, growing up I played hammer learning dance moves Way before the blockchain, my nigga cash rule Mama don't wanna tell me when she going through things and it affects me My friends think I got mood swings They don't know I got shit on my mind I question his life and I don't get it yo Chyla just died and my young brother had a mini stroke What happens when you pray and never see results? Uh, the pastor told me like Shisenga keep the faith man it's achievable Learn how to nurture the nature Plant a seed and it's conceivable Tendency to overthink when it's just me alone It's second nature for a Gemini And my evolution can never be televised Public figure with a private life At times I can't sleep It's all these demons that I fight at night Uh. Morning time, sunrise, the birds chirping Part of the life equation is to seek truth and find purpose And find purpose Used to smoke a doobie just to open up the third eye So I could see the world through a bird's eye High enough so I could kiss the sky Reality struck in a mirror like who is this guy? I was battling addiction but I was in denial Acting like I wrote the freaking book of life but what would I know? A lot of shit thrown at me but then I didn't blink I was hit with everything except the kitchen sink So what I'm a flawed human And I'm a young entrepreneur call me the next Mark Cuban I got friends that I ain't spoken to in years It's like this unwritten code because the love is still there And I'm not the perfect child but then my mama still care And when she mad at me I respect her enough to feel fear And it ain't the type of fear that you're scared It's the fear to lose that one true love that's been there Uh. 
Growing up I was creative man, I knew the art But it's hard to make a dog out of the wood bark Toxic people, I cut them out of my life And that goes for him and her and I don't care if you're my I leave you to your own device, you fill in the blanks Soon as I walk they want one more chance, damn <laughs> It's no coincidence, think about it and don't treat it just like some isolated incident this is the road to success You will think that it's brutal if you don't own it and invest Chateau Petrus with Felipe when we celebrate Partnerships you only dream about like when you meditate uh. Partnerships you only dream about like when you meditate One bottle out of a dozen One sip and nigga buzzing Elevate this is food for thought, you should get a plate. plate.